sis, stop sulking. You are right where you need to be in this moment. This podcast is for the everyday woman who is ready for change. She desires to live a life with no limit, but struggles with the clarity and confidence to grow for it. I got you. As a mindset coach, educator, and author, I teach women how to put themselves first so they can stop living with resentment and start living a life they love. This is the Sis Stop Talking Podcast, and I am your host, Miss Tasha Talks Life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sis Stop Talking Podcast. I am your host, Miss Tasha Talks Life. And as you know, putting yourself to putting yourself first and prioritizing your needs so that you can be an overall better person is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all those things. So I have an amazing guest on today that is going to talk to us about our physical and I would say emotional and all those things. So if you can introduce yourself, I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Tasha. Um, my name is Gabrielle J. Sherry. I'm an emotional eating coach and I help purpose-driven professional women um, really get unstuck in their health journeys. I specifically work with women on their emotional eating habits. So I help to uh, help them to build clarity, confidence, and consistency in their eating habits, also that they can really show up and be that confident woman that they've always desired. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So this is something that you guys want to take out your pen, your journals, <laughs> and <laughs> because this speaks so dear to me in regards to um, emotional like eating, and just because I'm on a journey right now, I I said that this was my first last time of getting healthy and getting on this track, right? Because yes. they always say New Year's resolutions or beach body and time to get ready for the summer, and I, it's more than just that. So. Yes. Um, before we dive into that, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started as a coach. Yeah, of course. So um, my journey started in 2013. I was uh, in a place, I was like a junior in college. I'm not going to tell y'all how old I am because <laughs> no, <laughs> but um, I, I found myself, I had gained over 30 pounds in less than a year and that's when my health journey really began. Um, I started, you know, feeling extremely insecure about myself. You know, oftentimes you leave, you leave and you graduate from high school, you go to college and you know how they say you gain that freshman 15, I gained a junior 30. And looking back, kind of like 2020, like I had really stopped doing everything that I was doing in, in school, right? I was active. I, so I was able to eat more in high, in high school, but you know, as you get older, your body changes. And so I found that happening to me, my junior year in college, when I gained um, 30 pounds in less than a year. And so, yeah, I just really started going to the gym. Um, I started dieting. I was a heavy dieter. I have literally tried every diet on the market. And that's actually how I lost my weight. I was dieting, going to the gym every day. I became a fitness addict. Um, and then from there, I started um, pursuing getting a certification in personal training. So I was a personal trainer for, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And throughout that process, um, you know, me helping women with their health goals, I've helped over hundreds of women actually get to where they want to be physically. But the piece that was missing for me and for them was the mental and the emotional piece, because 
And I'm sure that you can kind of speak to this too, Tasha, but what I was finding in my health journey and even in my client's health journey is that, you know, you start a diet, you lose some weight, but then you get off of the diet, you go back to your regular eating habits because you weren't really taught how to eat from day to day. You were taught how to diet. You weren't taught how to handle the foods that you have around you on a day-to-day basis and really how to use them to your benefit. And so when I saw that disconnection, I was like, wow, because this is the piece that nobody's really talking about. You know, like we can talk Mm -hmm. about diet plans and workout plans all day, but nobody's really talking about why am I emotionally gravitating to this food? Why am I craving this food? And so one thing that I realized in my um, study and just working with women is that we have emotional attachments to specific foods and to how we're choosing our food. And that's what's really causing for us to gain the weight and then we start mm-hmm. another diet. And so it began, it, began, it starts a whole new cycle. And so I wanted to come in and help, especially my African-American women, really black and brown women to really gain control here because um, we are considered to be the most obese race and gender. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for me um, to like help, help women who look like me get a control over their eating habits. I love that. And it is so true. A lot of people want to, they think that just working out mm-hmm. is, you know, the piece and there's so much more because in my own journey, I were, I was, you know, I played basketball in college and sports in high mm-hmm. school and I gained that freshman 15 and, you know, just love uh, having a crazy sweet tooth and just not really thinking that it has to pair with the, the proper food and you know doing the right things in that area too for you to really see the results you could work out all day right mm-hmm. but if you're if your eating is not under control and not disciplined then it's really almost like it doesn't even matter right Absolutely. so and as you get older it's harder so because I'm finding that too I'm like okay I've been going to gym since January and I, I'm not gonna hold you I like how I look and I yeah. like the transfer but there's this one part in the waistline yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> that I'm just like you know but I but once I started being conscious about the food that I was eating and realizing that someone may say oh that's good for you like you can do that in this diet or in this you know transformation but then my body doesn't per se take to it so yeah how what are some things that I need to like maybe pay attention to or what, when I'm, when I am selecting foods to eat or, you know, um, that I can kind of try to get a hold on what is good for my body and what is not or. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do think it's important that you know what works best for, for your body. And <laughs> it's funny because, you know, the internet's going crazy right now because Lori, Lori Harvey posted a video um yesterday and I'm not sure if you saw it or not but not yet uh-uh, not yet but um people are going crazy especially like the fitness industry because she was saying how she you know if you saw her at the Met Gala y- y'all know Lori Harvey like yes. she's beautiful she just looks amazing mm-hmm. um but one thing that she was saying that she did was that she was eating 1200 calories a day and she was doing Pilates and going hiking and doing all the things that wealthy people have the ability to do right um and I you know so this is my thing on on giving nutrition advice I I know for a fact you have to definitely figure out what works for you and the thing and I brought up Lori Harvey for example because I think um oftentimes we think that because something worked for someone else 
it's also gonna work for me and I'm gonna get the same result. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how nutrition works, right? Mm -hmm. We all have different body types. We have different genetics, right? So even if you think about the differences that we have there, it doesn't make sense for me to try what she's doing and then for me to think that I'm gonna get the same exact result that she's that she's gotten. And so when it comes to nutrition, the biggest piece that you have to be aware of is not so much of what you eat, but it's how you're choosing the foods that you eat, right? Mm -hmm. Am I eating because I'm hungry or am I eating because I'm stressed? So mm -hmm. now we have to talk about um, our hunger cues, like being able to understand, do I need to really be eating right now or do I really need a drink of water? Because mm -hmm. oftentimes we do need a drink of water, but we find ourselves eating and then that equals more weight gain, right? And so oh, it's really asking yourself like, <laughs> like, <laughs> am I really hungry? And if I'm not really hungry right now, what do I really need? Because when we're not hungry and we're craving something, it's typically... It's, it's typically an indication that some, a need is not being met. And it could be an emotional need, right? It could be that your boss said something to you at work and he pissed you off. So now you're angry with him. And it could be that you just weren't feeling seen or heard by your boss. So now you see this piece of cake that's on your desk. So guess what? I'm going to go for that cake because it's going to give me this temporary release of stress um, that I can't get from anywhere else. Oh my gosh, like that is so true now that you're saying this because <laughs> I'm the, oh gosh. And you know, it's so true because there's times when I say to myself, like, you know, cause I'm, I'm a snacker, right? Yes. And I always feel like I need to be snacking on something. So mm -hmm. what I started doing was drinking a little more water, but also I would chew gum. Yeah, because I feel like I'm not hungry if I really yeah. stop and think to myself and, you know, um, you know, I've been I've been watching your page and you talked about something um, as far as stemming from like childhood. I actually I think I heard on your podcast about like finish having to finish all your food, mm -hmm. being conditioned that you have to finish all your food as a kid or, you know, eating what's on your plate and doing all. And I realized I call myself a foodie. I'm like, I'm such a foodie. Like I love food and I, I do, but you know, say maybe I should change how I'm saying those things about myself, but yeah, maybe really take an inventory on, cause I do write a journal. Um, mm -hmm. I have a, a food log where I write down what I eat throughout the day. Um, yeah. and it does help me to be a little more conscious as to minimizing the things that I do eat, yeah. but it doesn't really, stop me from snacking on things it's just I'm now snacking on things that I deem healthier yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying so uh -huh. I do need to really um stop and chewing gum does help me but I don't know how good that is <laughs> it's, it's it's still the act right so you're chewing gum because you're trying to replace it with something else so it's still you you getting that oral fixation that you're looking for so maybe instead Instead of you chewing gum, you're finding another, uh, it's a soothing skill, something else to help soothe you in that moment. So in times where you are anxious, maybe instead of you reaching for a piece of gum, maybe you, maybe you go straight to your journal, right? Okay. And maybe you journal about why you're anxious versus having to, even if it's healthier, right? Even if it's a healthier option that you're trying to reach for versus going for the piece of cake, 
it's still you in the act of trying to eat something to take a, to, instead of addressing the real issue. So mm-hmm. that's why finding something outside of eating is a good way to actually, and I suggest journaling, absolutely, because then you're able to like actually write down what you're feeling in the moment. Yeah. So, so yeah, just, you know, any, anytime you remove something, you always need to replace it with something else because eating is, um, I compare it to any other addiction that anybody would have. The only thing about having bad eating habits is that it's, it's um, socially accepted, you know, Mm -hmm. having a, having an addiction to some type of substance, people beat you up about that. But if you have an addiction to food, nobody's trying to tell you to go to a a treatment center because um, it's, it's socially accepted because, and and I say all that to say, because anytime you begin to remove something out of your life, you always need to replace it with something just like an addict. Anytime they get rid of the the substance, they always need to replace it with something that's better. That's good. Yeah, that is so good. So what, so what about the person, like sometimes like the board, the person that bored is almost like an emotion yeah. too in a sense like you're bored so Absolutely. you feel like you need to go and eat right because I find like in the summertime I eat less it's yeah. because I'm constantly on a go right I'm on mm-hmm. a go sometimes and I know this isn't good also but I'll be like oh dang I didn't eat all day you know what I'm saying because I'm ripping and running and I'm focused but the moment I'm sitting and I'm chilling it's like oh some you know chips or and I know I'm not the only one so don't y'all be judging yeah, me oh, girl, no. you are not the only one <laughs> But it's like, what do you say to that? Or what is something um, that we could, as far as journaling or just being more conscious in those moments that we can be like, nah, we don't need to be putting anything in our mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, what can you say to that? Yeah, I, again, asking yourself the first question, am I hungry? And if I'm not hungry, what do I really need? Um, and oftentimes bored eaters, they eat because it's convenient. They eat because the food is right there. They can literally go into the refrigerator, into the pantry and grab something. So for that, um, you know, it's important that you give yourself easy access to the things that are best for you, right? So oftentimes we give ourselves easy access to the things that we know that we don't need. Like if you know that you don't need to be eating, you know, chocolate in the middle of the night, why, why do you have it in your refrigerator? Why is it in your, in your pantry? Like don't buy it. Um, but also it's, it could be an indication that you need some excitement in your life. You know, oftentimes we're bored because there is no excitement, you know? So sometimes it, it comes down to a matter of you finding something that you actually enjoy doing mm-hmm. and doing that in the moment instead of you reaching for a snack. So I know, I know for me, um, I used to love to draw as a kid. I don't really have a lot of time to draw now, but when I do feel like, okay, I'm bored. I want to eat. I can grab my adult coloring book and do that instead. Or I can get on Canva because I love creating. I can get on Canva and create a graphic or something, something that's going to take me away from being bored, but something I actually enjoy doing. And sometimes it'll like help you to re-spark like some of those childhood interests that we kind of put on the back burner because we became adults and we just stop doing the things that we really enjoy doing, but getting back into some of those things, because those are the things that really started to bring you joy um, when you were a kid. So so those are some things that people who are bored eaters can definitely do. I love that. I mean, I can't say I'm a bored eater now because child, I'm like, (laughs) I got so, you, you already know, like I got so much going on, but I love that because just the first thing, the biggest thing for me was, are you hungry? 
And if not, what could you do? What can you do? Or yeah. what is something other than picking up something to eat that you can do? So I love that. Um, and then you talked about board eaters, maybe finding something from there, something that is that brings them interest or joy mm-hmm. in order to supplement them taking a snack. And I think yeah. that that's good too. And see, for me, I stopped buying the things that I like. I stopped buying my kids because they're still kids, right? Mm-hmm. So they, I stopped buying the Intamin's donuts that that I like also. So now I buy them things that I'm not even going to eat, like Oreos, Chips Ahoy's. Now I used to love those things, but those, they don't, you know, grab me anymore. So they love them. So I buy things in the house that I'm not going to be tempted to eat because I am a snacker. Like I like, I'll I'll eat cake and stuff over dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like I like sweets. So for me, I had to be conscious and be like, okay, so let's not get the thing. Like, I don't like oatmeal pies. My kids love it. So that's something I would buy. You see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like that way. I can keep so that's a good thing that's a good thing as far as like if you like chocolate and you know then don't buy it and that's part of being disciplined you don't have to buy it and then you don't have it so I love that I love that absolutely so yeah so with that um I want you to kind of like tell us like how we can you know work with you um you know how can they find you on you know social media all the things (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm always active on Instagram. Uh, You can find me on there. My Instagram handle is Gabrielle, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-J, Sherry, C-H-E-R-Y. And I'll give you all the information for that, Tasha. Um, But yeah, you'll find me on Instagram. I'm really active on there. And I also have a two-day training that I'll be hosting at the end of this month that I'm extremely excited about. Um, And it's entitled Transform Your Mood with Food, where Mm. we'll really be helping you to really transform the way that you think about food um what identifying what food rules you're still living by that keep you stuck living in the past because as you brought up um as children we are taught a certain you know we're taught food rules that's where we really pick them up that's why we really eat the way that we eat now because a lot of the things that we were that we were taught in childhood about food so um i'll be helping women to identify what food rules are keeping them stuck in the past we'll be talking about how to use food to boost your mood your emotions but also your metabolism for healthy weight loss Mm -hmm. and then the last piece is that will be helping you to identify your food triggers. What are those things that you go throughout your day that are always triggering you, but you're not aware of? So I'll be helping um, to bring, you know, clarity to all of that so that you can have food confidence at the end of the day so that you can be confident eating in any environment that you go into, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're brunching with your girls, out on date night with your husband. I wanna help you to take all the anxiety out of the way that you choose the foods that you love to eat so that you can be confident while still eating the foods that you love, but also hitting your health goals at the same time. Oh, I love it. I'm definitely in there. So make sure you guys, uh, what's the link every please so that they yeah. can register. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the link, but the website is It's a Mood for Food. So I-S-S-A-F-O-R-M-O-O-D, F-O-R, I think, com. And it's going to be in the show notes anyway. So yeah, so definitely be get in there and um, get that because that's, that's everything that I need. So I'm excited for it. I'm yeah. super excited. So now we're going to just segue into what I call trivia, this or that. Okay, Gab, you down? I'm down. Let's go. Okay, so I'm going to say two things, and you're going to say the first one that 
comes to you or which one that you prefer, okay? Okay. So first one is heels or flats? Flats all day. <laughs> Wine or cocktails? Cocktail. <laughs> Beach or ski resort? Beach all day. Yeah, definitely. Roller coaster or lazy river? Lazy river, but I <laughs> probably do neither because I don't swim. And I also don't like heights, so. Oh, okay. Well, at least the reason I think you can stand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, pancakes or French toast? Pancakes. Okay, books or movies? Mm, books. Books, yeah. Makeup or fresh face? Fresh face. Dark skin or light skin? Dark skin, of course. I'm just joking. <laughs> I love everyone, but you know. As a as a darker skinned woman, you know, I gotta yeah. show up. I was saying like for a partner, you know, like oh my husband is chocolate. He's okay, chocolate okay, girl. good. <laughs> um pizza or burger? Oh probably burger. Okay. I love burgers. Skirt or pants? Pants. Morning person or night owl? Morning person for sure. I just feel like at night, the later it gets, I'm so unproductive. I'm like, I'm going to practice doing this. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I'm just too tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, dogs or cats? I know the answer to this one. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last one, chef or housekeeper? Oh, chef all day. Yeah. I yeah. My husband. I really want both, but that's my... Like that's my that's my goal. Like that's my definition of luxury and like of of wealth. I want to be able to hire out a chef. I don't want to cook. Tell me about it. That is definitely in a chauffeur. I I think a chauffeur might come first because I really. <laughs> I'm from New York, so like just driving. I've been driving since I was 16. So I think chauffeur's first, then chef, then housekeeper. But definitely that is the definition and that is something to achieve, attain, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. I, I love it. Before we end, um, at the end of each episode, I end with the mindset declaration, something that, you know, we could affirm ourselves because there is so much power in speaking life with belief and feeling. So mm -hmm. I just want you to share some of your favorite mindset declarations. Um, you can do two to three and that'd yeah. be perfect. Okay. So before she starts, make sure you have your pen, you know, make sure you get your pen ready to write these down and repeat them. So we're going to, I'm going to repeat, she's going to say, and I'm going to repeat after her and you repeat them with me. Okay, perfect. All right, so my first declaration, um, and this is probably one of my favorites, but it, um, what I tell myself is that I have everything that I need to live and create a healthy and abundant life. I have everything I need to live and create an abundant life. Yes, yes. Awesome. Number two is that today I will give myself grace and I don't have to be perfect doing that. Oh, I love that one. Today, I will give myself grace and I don't have to be perfect in doing that. Yes, yes. Love it. And then the third one is that my health is my greatest asset. Ooh, my health is my greatest asset. 
Those are amazing. So write those down. I'm definitely going to add those to my mindset decorations because I definitely, I love them all. I don't know which one I like better, but they're all really good. <laughs> my health is my greatest asset. I'm giving myself grace. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the System Soaking podcast. Um, ways to work with Gabrielle will be in the show notes. So make sure you go and click and join her masterclass, her two-day training. And um, anything, any last words or anything, Gabby, you want to say? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Um, And yeah, we'll have to do it again. Definitely. Thank you so much. And again, guys, remember that your past does not dictate your future. Till next time. Hey, sis. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sis Stop Sulking podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave a five-star review and share this with your girlfriends. You can also find me on Instagram at Tasha Talks Life. You can DM me, tag me, let me know that I'm on the right track. I want you to be well, be blessed, and remember your past does not dictate your future. Till next time.